a lot of people were saying that this was my breakup album through fragrances, which is so amazing because I always secretly wanted to be a pop star, but I have a horrible voice. So I was like, (laughs) okay, I'll take it. I'll take that breakup album. And honestly, the breakup albums are always the best ones. Always, always. We have a lot of good stories to tell in between. It's juicy. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Also a little, a few, shed some few tears. Yeah. yeah. It's cathartic and fun. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Scent World, a show that explores the power of expressing yourself through scent. Hi, and welcome to Scent World. My name is Marianne Machescu. Today's guest is Christelle Lim. She is one of the OG content creators. I've been following her for many years. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you and talk about all things scent. I'd love to kick things off. You obviously look amazing. Your style is always on point. What went into your choice today of what you were going to wear and what you were going to pair with your wardrobe as far as scent goes? Well, you know what's funny is that someone here complimented me on like, how chic my outfit is, which I'm always thankful for getting those compliments, but I literally wear the same thing every single day. Not necessarily the same piece, but like the iteration of the look, which is generally baggy pants, which is slacks or jeans and a black top and a blazer. Yes. So thank you. I'm glad that you guys think my look is interesting because sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm boring today, but I think it's because Fleur, um, I'm working on Fleur all the time Mm -hmm. and the bottles are so colorful and the scents are so colorful. Ingredients are so colorful that all I want to wear is like black, gray, sometimes white. And it's a, it's just very simple, my looks. I love that. It's like we're not going to clash with scents in terms of aesthetic and in terms of, you know, actual notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so do you kind of think of fragrance as an extra accessory to kind of bring extra energy into your look? Like how do you like to pair your scents with your overall aesthetic. Absolutely. I mean, I think that is how I got into fragrance and Fleur specifically. I never considered myself as a fragrance expert or a nose per se. I definitely don't have that, you know, former education of fragrance. But what I I understood the power of fragrance and the power of scent because I've always loved scent. I use scent on every occasion for for me to feel a certain way, to mm-hmm. evoke a certain mood or emotion. You know, I always say that scent has healed me. I, I went through a divorce about three years ago and I really didn't feel good about myself. I couldn't really envision myself to feeling attractive or being out there or being excited. So I actually created kind of like my own scent um, wardrobe, fragrance wardrobe to help me evoke these feelings that I just couldn't find within myself. And so during that process, I actually got an opportunity to acquire Fleur with my business partner. And though I wasn't sure if it was going to work out at the moment, because again, fragrance is not my expertise, I think I felt very passionate and very strongly about the power of scent. Yes. And the storytelling behind it is something that I knew that I could do with, you know, amazing noses that I've just been such big fans of. And so that's how it all started for me. Amazing. Yeah. And I love how when we were kind of going over questions and what I was excited to ask you, I love how throughout your content throughout the years, you've been very vulnerable with your story. There is so much of your own personal story within these fragrances. So I was kind of thinking, how are we going to do this? Do I jump into your life first? But Mm -hmm. I think 
let's just go into it all because Fleur is so much of your story and you yeah. tell such a story through each of these fragrances. Well, Missing Person, as um, a lot of people may know of Fleur, they associate, or they're, we always call it the gateway drug to Fleur, which yes. is Missing Person. It went incredibly viral on on the internet, specifically TikTok first and then the rest of the platforms. And for me, when we launched Missing Person, as I mentioned before, all I knew was my own personal story and what I needed at the moment. And so I came on board with Fleur in the middle of my divorce. And the first scent was a reflection of where I was at in my personal life. And I was lost and I was just very vulnerable about that story and that moment of how I was feeling. And I realized that one of the reasons why I think so many people were able to relate to that story is because everyone is lost at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of people are missing something in their life. For me at the time, um, after being with this one person for married for eight years, but a total of almost 15 years, wow. I felt naked. I literally felt like I was, there was this huge void in my life. It doesn't necessarily mean that I missed that and craving that person, but I missed that feeling of being loved and having that warmth of like, you know, the skin to skin. Yeah. And I think everyone has craved that at some point in their life. And I think typically with fragrance ads, Everyone is just selling them the dream, right? That's selling them this aspirational life of who you want to be, how you want to smell like, which there's a, a, an element to that. But I think we did the opposite, which is completely selling the realness of emotion. And we didn't know that was going to work or not, but that's all I knew how to do, which mm -hmm. is storytelling of my life because I started as... A quote unquote, an influencer. There was no term as an influencer back then when I started, um, but as a content creator when I was in college. And so all I knew how to do, I never really had a real job. My job has always been about storytelling, about mm -hmm. my life. And so that's the only thing I knew how to do when launching Fleur or relaunching Fleur. And at the time, we were not in any Sephora's. We weren't at any stores that you could actually smell. So to be completely transparent, we're like, we don't know if we're going to be able to sell a single one because no one's smelled this scent. It's a brand new scent, Missing Person. And if we sell maybe like 50, we'll be happy about that. And then we ended up having a 200,000 person wait list on a scent that no one has ever smelled oh before. And this is something that, I mean, apparently no fragrance company has been able to really figure out. And so we just... Honestly, people are like, "What? what's the secret to that? And I'm like, the secret is that I was just being vulnerable and sharing my story. And what I needed was obviously what other people needed at the time as well. For sure. The secret yeah. is authenticity, yeah. first of all. And whether or not you've been through something like that, these feelings are something everybody can kind of relate to, yeah. missing somebody and craving that, not necessarily them, like yeah. you said, but that type of skin-on-skin -skin affection. And, and what's interesting is that for me, it was more about missing a lover in my mm. life, right? But then once it kind of spread outside of my own story, people started sharing on TikTok of, 
um, and they would spray missing person. They would just be in tears, be like, oh my God, this smells like my mom who just passed away or my grandma that I miss so much or my sister or brother that like moved out to college and I just miss them. And it, if you type in missing person on TikTok, there are thousands of videos of people just crying of who they miss. And so it became beyond the scent. It became therapy for people to just share their emotions mm -hmm. and who where who they're missing. And it became a trend for people to just be vulnerable. A fragrance so viral, it was reselling for three times its price. It's called Missing Person. It's supposed to smell like someone you miss, like it has like pheromones and stuff. That's bizarre. What does it smell like? It smells like you. It smells so unique, different on every person. I mean, like it literally sold out within five minutes on Sephora today. It puts you kind of in a dream state. Why do I want to cry? It smells like my mom and my boyfriend. This smells like so many memories. What the heck? What the heck? <laughs> I don't know what is in this, but... Well, now we have to smell it. Yeah. Maybe we <laughs> should smell it. Missing person. And of course, when something goes that viral, there's going to be you. people that love and hate, right? And what's interesting about missing person is that the number one complaint that we got once it became, once it went outside of the fan base is that it doesn't smell like anything. It smells like skin. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the point. So I always tell people, the people that don't love like more subdued scents, um, this is a skin musk. Okay. And so it turns into your skin. So I always say it becomes just a yummy, good skin that like is freshly out of like a bath okay. right and these are the the people that love missing person are the girls that don't want to have an overpowering fragrance the fragrance doesn't wear them they wear the fragrance and it becomes them it literally becomes your skin and at some point you're like wait do i even smell anything you probably don't because it's just a yummier version of your skin. Right. And so anyone that's really intimate with you can actually smell it on you, but outside of you, not really. And so again, if you are a very like woody, strong, musky, like in your face, fruity floral, like missing person may or may not be for you. But what we've also learned is that because missing person is so, so quiet and so subdued is that it works as a great layering base. And so a lot of people use missing person, um, whether it's the fragrance or the um, we have the uh, body wash and the body lotion, they use that as their base as longevity for their other fragrances. I love that. She has range. <laughs> yes. Immediately when you smelled it, it smelled a bit nostalgic to me. Yeah. So I understand what you mean there. And as I'm smelling it on the blotter, it's becoming more of a whisper. Yeah. But I'd love to spray it on my skin and just yeah. see how that It does become things. a whisper and you have to let it kind of sit on your skin um, and just let it wear on your skin and it becomes your skin. And everybody that wears it says that it smells, some people say that it smells creamy some people say that it smells clean mm -hmm. like almost like laundry yeah and other people say that it smells woody on them okay it just becomes your body chemistry mm -hmm. 
So it'll be interesting to see. And I'm glad that we're spraying this first because as we go down, it becomes stronger and stronger, stronger. Yes. So you're not going to be able to smell this after the, all these other scents, but it's just a really good, nice space. What, where I love wearing missing person is when I have a flight because you just don't want to like be overpowering the plane. Exactly. I hate those people. Um, I used to be that. And yeah. then I, you know, especially because I do like long haul flights, like mm -hmm. 12 hour, 15 hour flights, like a lot. Um, you don't really want to give anyone a headache around. Yeah. And yourself. And yourself. <laughs> and so, um, and you're in an enclosed area. So whenever you're in an enclosed area, whether it's a meeting or um, I also gifted it to my daughter's school teachers and school teachers have to be very careful about the fragrances because you don't want to overpower the classroom with a bunch of kids. Yeah. And uh, my daughter's teacher says that this is like her every day because it's just so light, but it still makes you feel yummy and fresh. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you put your yourself together versus not wearing anything at all. Right. It's like yeah. you, but enhanced. Also at the gym is great too. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I never thought to wear a fragrance at the gym. Yeah. But yeah. Well, because... I don't know. You might bump into a cutie at the gym. I mean. <laughs> you never know, right? Yeah. Something could happen. Or even smelling yourself. You're just like, oh my God, I smell like BO. You don't want <laughs> right? you don't want that, right? So um I I've seen a lot of people actually wear very light fragrances to the gym, just so you know, they have like a base layer undertone. Mm -hmm. And so missing person's great for that I as love well. That. Yeah. I feel like on me it's kind of transformed. It started out a bit clean and there was like a powdery undertone but now it's starting to smell more like skin and yeah. just like very warm yeah it just becomes just skin oh i love it yeah <laughs> okay so moving on to father figure yes i would love for you to tell me the story behind because because this is very it started out woody for me and very mm. like tobacco heavy but then it kind of transforms a little bit mm, yeah so father figure was probably our second biggest launch after missing person and again i think it was mainly because of the story but also it is just such a beautiful scent mm -hmm. it was actually our very first green scent fragrance amongst the line and i was very hesitant with launching a green fragrance because i typically don't like green fragrances i they're hyper masculine to me yeah. they're very sporty um and for me i i just never identified with a green fragrance. But with our our nose, I said, okay, can we try to make a green fragrance where it's the perfect blend of feminine and masculine? And so that's Father Figure. And the story behind Father Figure was really me as a single mom having to play both roles of a mother and a father, mm -hmm. um, whether it be having to um, pay alimony, yeah. whether it's being the breadwinner, whether it's having to be the feminine caretaker and the nurturer at home and making lunches and dinners and pickups and drop off and emotionally being in touch with my kids. I identify so much with both sides of my life. I could sit at the boardroom and, you know, just get business done and feel very confident walking into a room filled with men and having a suit and feeling strong and but knowing that I'm still feminine at the same time. And I think the world and society has made us believe at some point we have to choose one or the other. Mm -hmm. But I think the day, the day and age that we live in is that you could do both and you could have both a little bit of femininity, a little bit of masculinity, and that makes you whole. And we call it kind of like our fluid fragrance. So the same amount of men, and I, I always say straight men because a lot of... Um, like our fragrances are a little bit more 
feminine. Okay. So we always see that our um our line is usually for like the girls and the gays, mm-hmm. but then father figure, even the straight guys love it too. Okay. It's just it's it's for everyone. Yeah. It's literally for everyone. And I think that's I haven't ran run into a fragrance where the equal amount of people love it so much. And that was really the inspiration behind Father Figure. It started off with the fig on top. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're like, okay, how do we play off of this fig? And then we just kind of went off of like Father Figure. We have so much fun with the names. Um, the names are great. The names. Yeah. And just, you know, it's fresh, it's woody. It has a little, you know, femininity. It's it's a mixture of everything. Should we smell it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And I love how you're taking these very vulnerable moments like a divorce and having to figure out how to raise your girls on your own. These moments in life can feel so isolating when you're going through that yeah. by yourself. I'm sure this was a nice creative outlet for you as you were going through all of that. I always say that joining Fleur at the moment at, in time where I was, it was like therapy for me. Yeah. Because I was able to release like all of this emotion that I've just been, you know, holding up and just share it with the world and realizing that maybe the audience isn't necessarily going through exactly what I've been going through, but we all have very similar shared emotions, whether it's emotions of sadness, happiness, joy, fear. And I think that's what really ties and makes Fleur relatable Mm -hmm. and lovable. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I smell that fig right away. Yeah. So the fig is on top. So you'll smell it right away. And then you'll see it'll settle into more of a woody undertone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the allure of of Fleur is always that juxtaposition. It's like that unexpectedness of um, something brighter on top. And it turns on you after you wear it for a little bit. It smells the way a hug feels, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. So a lot of people on TikTok were saying that this is a daddy scent because okay. either it's like it smells like money, like expensive, or it smells like very comforting, as you mm-hmm. said, like a hug from like a fatherly figure. Yeah. And yeah, it's so funny how a lot of these girls are talking about how this is like the daddy scent. Yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Is, this has been... My probably goat, besides the latest launch, which we'll go into, mm-hmm. my longest wearing everyday scent, like where where I wear like anywhere and everywhere. So I feel like it really translates during the day because it's not too strong. Yeah. Um, and it is more, I don't know, fresh, I would say. And then... But it also works really well in the evening. And I'm really into scent layering too. So Yeah, I mean, I feel like the two of those would be really yeah. beautiful layered together. And I'm smelling it. I'm smelling the rich dad notes as it develops yeah. and warms up a little bit more. Like, okay, Zad. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, um, when we filmed the campaign of Father Figure, I think a lot of women just felt so inspired. Mm-hmm. And that was the actual day of when I signed my divorce papers, it, and we obviously didn't plan, there's no way that we could plan, you know, years in advance this campaign when like the actual settlement was going to happen. Wow. So I think you feel that energy in the campaign because I was just like on fire. I was excited for like this new chapter. I felt mm-hmm. like so empowered to be able to 
really jump into this next chapter in my life as a mother and father. So that must have been such a powerful moment. And to do something where you're putting yourself first, you're sticking up for yourself. And then to have this campaign go up, kind of underlining all of that. That's beautiful. It was, it's probably hands down my favorite campaign that we've done. I just felt really, really empowered. We were kind of channeling um, my inner Scarface. We we took it up a notch, right? Yes. Um, and we like recreated scenes from like Scarface and like, you know, like um, instead of like money in the bathtub, we put like all the father figure in the bathtub and I was like bathing in it. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Do you find that you use emotion as one of your main anchors when you're developing fragrances or coming up with inspiration for the next scent? I do because I'm not a nose per se, but I think that has worked to my benefit Mm -hmm. because I'm not an expert. I don't know how to describe scent on that level, but I know how I want to feel as a woman, as a mother, as a daughter, as yeah, to feel sexy, to feel attractive, to feel excited and motivated. Like I know how to, how, what I want to feel as a woman. And I think that's so much more relatable in how I'm able to describe scent versus, I mean, sometimes I wish I could speak more eloquently about fragrance and scent, but I think that's one of the reasons why people are able to relate to it a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I think through my emotions and through my storytelling, it's it's one of the reasons why Fleur has really been able to to take off in the last few years. Yeah, I would totally agree with that yeah. because a lot of people have the same kind of emotions, but I might not be able to pinpoint what patchouli smells like yeah. in the composition, you know? And look, like if you can, and it, and I'm I'm starting to learn more and I'm really understanding how the blends are happening and how the noses are like, you know, why they put something at the top or the 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 base or the heart, right? I'm starting to understand that kind of chemistry because I'm learning from the best of the best. So if you can, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But that's like 1% of people versus like the rest of us that are just like, I just want to feel sexy today exactly. or I just want to feel like, I feel like I need a hug today. So what can I wear to feel loved, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, going back to your Scarface inspiration, I hear Not Your Baby was inspired by a particular Michelle Pfeiffer scene. Yes. Okay. Now you're talking to me, baby. That I like. Okay. Keep it coming. Don't call me baby. I'm not your baby. I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer does not get enough credit in Scarface. Like, she is a style icon to me in that movie. Everyone's always like, say hello to my little friend. But, like, can we have a moment for Michelle as a whole? I mean, I love, love her. And I just, that scene is, like, a scene that has, like, a chokehold on me. Mm -hmm. Because I just think of what, like, because I went through a phase. So Not Your Baby was actually launched after missing person. Actually, there's a few other, but then Not Your Baby was like shortly after that. And I was going through a period where I was like, I don't want a man in my life, but I still want to feel sexy and attractive for me. And I just kept referring back to that scene of Michelle Pfeiffer and Scarface and and her just being like, I'm not your baby. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly like how I felt like when I was going out with my friends and guys started talking, I'm like, I want nothing to do with you. I'm just looking hot right now. I'm in like this little mini script for me, nobody mm-hmm. else, but for me, because I want to feel good. And so that was my not your baby phase where it's like sexy, 
a little like baby-like, but very spicy at the same time. And that's exactly what Not Your Baby is. Oh, I love that. And it's the most unexpected scent, I would say. It's people either love it or hate Not Your Baby. Um, But the people that love Not Your Baby will not wear anything else because they will spray their linens, their like their entire bed, their like everything in Not Your Baby. And they just, yeah, it's like a cult uh, fave fragrance. Oh, I love that. She dresses up to look at herself in the store windows, mm-hmm. not for a man. And she's a little bit baby spice, is she not? She is baby spice. Okay. And you will see it's it's very like lactonic um, and milky at first and almost powdery, which really throws people off in the beginning. But but then there's a spice and then Ooh. it turns and you're just like, oh, where's the spice coming from? It, it's It's like a sweet, spicy. And so I would say it's probably our most unexpected pairing. Amazing. Oh, I can't wait to smell it. Yeah, let's smell it. And correct me if I'm wrong, there are notes of vanilla milk in the base. So that's where the creaminess is kind of coming from? That's where the creaminess is from. Okay. So yeah, we call this our our baby scent, but a spicy baby scent. But we're like, that that doesn't sound right. So we probably (laughs) can't really call it that because... You don't want to put like baby in a spicy situation. Yeah. I mean, she's but, baby spice, like but, you said. And she's baby spice. It's like, it starts off. Thank you. Okay. You tell me first. Ooh. Whatever. Yeah, I like that. That was. Mm-hmm. I smell the creaminess. There's something like a little bit, like a wink of a floral to me. Yeah. She's sassy. She's sassy. She's sassy. Like she's sweet, but she comes at you with a witty retort and yeah. you don't expect it. And because it's almost like that analogy of like, when you don't want a guy, all the guys want you. Mm-hmm. This is her. Yeah. Like, she gets all the attention. And not that we're, you know, dressing up for the guys or for the male gaze. I'm, I have my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. But this is what's going to get the guy's attention. Because it's that attitude of like, oh, she's unattainable. Like, She's not available. She's sweet, but she's spicy. So like, she doesn't want me. Yeah. And this is the vibe that you're going to give whoever you're around with. I love that. It's like intoxicating. I can't stop smelling it. It's intoxicating. Yeah. She's like a hair flip. She doesn't want that attention. Like she's getting it, but she's Mm -hmm. like, well, I could take it or leave it. I don't care. I'm going to go home and watch 90 Day Fiance either way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You get, you're not your baby. You get it. I think she's my new favorite. Yeah. I love she's your baby. sassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is a head turner. She grabs all the attention, um, and she does not care about it at all. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I think she's my new favorite for oh, sure. Good. Because I have been wearing for a while Mood Ring, your mm. latest launch, and for me, as soon as I saw that there is fruit gummies in the notes, in the top notes, I was like, I'm sold. I'm such a gourmand, fruity, floral girl, and there was not. There are not like. Maybe this is a personal preference. There are not enough gummy bear scents out yeah. there. And this is just it for me. It's very, do you remember Juice Bar in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Juice Bar, but she's grown up and gone to the department yeah. store. So Mood Ring is our latest EDP launch. And to be completely transparent, I was not 100% sure of how well Mood Ring would perform within our range just because Mood Ring is unapologetically just a happy scent there's no like 
real unexpected turn to it. Yeah, it dries down a little bit, a little bit like musky, just slightly. But for the most part, it's a happy floral scent. And so I was like, this is really different than what we have. We're kind of more of a moody girl, but mm-hmm. this is a happy scent. But it's not a uh, childish gummy scent. Right, not Because I think when people look at the notes and they're like, oh, the top note is fruit gummies, they naturally go to like, oh, it must smell like that. What's that 90s uh, scent? It was like a candy scent that everyone wore. Um, was it the gummy bear one from Juice I don't know bar? if it was gummy bear, but it was like, I remember there was this really popular 90s candy scent. Okay. But it, it takes me back to kind of that. But it's actually very grown up. It's a very mature, in a cool way, type of candy scent. So mm-hmm. I always say it's like adult candy. Yeah. <laughs> she's not as much of a gummy as she's an edible, maybe. Yeah, she's an edible. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She's a grown-up. She yes. can handle her own. But what? why we decided to launch Mood Ring in January, because typically floral scents are and fruitier scents are associated with the warmer months, mm-hmm. like um, you know, spring, summer, vacations, tropics. But I said, I think in January might be the right month because January is a very hard month for people. There's something about, you know, whether it's dry January or whether it's just starting fresh, like it's just a hard time for people. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is a pick me up. This is one of those things that you just pop in and you're like, oh, it just transports you to a happier place, a euphoric place. And I think that's why Mood Ring has done so well, besides the fact that it is such a beautiful fragrance. Even girls that are not typically into sweeter scents love, love Mood Ring, including myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what people are craving for. And again, like channeling the emotions of what people need at the time. And I think this is exactly what we needed at the moment. You know, it's it's a hard time just in life right now, in the world. And people are just craving to be in a happier state of mind. Yeah. And I think that's what mood ring is. It just changes your mood instantly. For sure. And it makes me happy as soon yeah. as I spray it on. And like you were saying, like, in January, things are kind of weird. So weird. you need that happiness. Yeah. But I also get, I mean, I'm such, I'm a cancer. I'm nostalgic in every sense of the <laughs> word, but it makes me nostalgic for like a happier time when all five Spice Girls were still together oh. and it's summer. And yeah, it's a perfect January launch. Yeah. I've been wearing it nonstop. Yeah. I think, I, I think it is a note to the 90s of like, I mean, I feel like you and I are kind of, I'm probably older than you, but like we're kind of in that same like, um, uh, age range of like Spice Girls yes, and yes. yeah like just times were fun back then I and know. it just like brings you back to I don't know just when things were free and we had less responsibilities mm-hmm. and yeah it, it's just a happy free spirited scent that will instantly kind of take you back to that moment without it being cringe or like yeah oh my god you know I can't believe I was wearing that but it's a very sophisticated candy scent it is. and it's also created by um um, Frank Vogel, who yes. who also created Floria, um, he he was the guy behind Le Labo Centaur scent. Oh my gosh. That there are a few noses that I've just been huge, huge fan girls of. Frank being one of them, Jerome Epinette being another. Um, and I told my partner, I was like, I want to make sure we get these guys 
somehow to create a few cents for us. And so Frank created a mood ring and he is just a master of just like escapism. Mm -hmm. Like Floria and Floria being like one of our like favorite tropical, his wife is Tahitian. So he really kind of took that inspiration of like creating something that will transport you to Tahiti. Um, and so that's also what he did with Moodring is like all about escapism, transporting you to another place in time. Well, I'd love to go back because you touched on it a little bit before, but the process of building Fleur, because it was a brand before when I was a beauty editor back in the day, I remember it launched in 2016, mm -hmm. I want to say, and it looked and felt totally different than anything that you're already putting out. Yeah. What was that process like? Were you a fan of the brand before? So I've actually owned a few Fleur fragrances, okay. one of them being Emmeline. Also, actually... One of Chloe's fav favorite scents uh, because we kept a few of the classics, Emmeline and Hanami. And I remember seeing their fragrances because it was, they were actually, Fleur was actually a leader in, in the fragrance world as far as being transparent. Back mm -hmm. then, no one ever kind of show what was in a fragrance and they were the first ones to actually list all the ingredients and so back then now it's common but back then it wasn't yeah and so they were really um a thought leader in that kind of uh clean fragrance category and i was familiar with them i loved a few of their scents and then my business partner ben um had an opportunity to acquire them and then that's when he called me and i was like oh i know i know fleur i actually have Fleur scents. Oh, nice. Um, and so I was kind of referring back to kind of, uh who what they stood for and how they looked. And I was like, I just it's a beautiful, beautiful brand, but I just don't know if I can relate to it. Mm -hmm. Um so if I come on board, you know, I want it to feel fun and youthful. We could still, and it's very important for us to keep that that transparency element, the clean element, all of that. But I don't want that to be the leading factor. I don't want that to be the reason why people buy Fleur, uh, purchase Fleur. I want them to buy it because it smells amazing yeah. and because it's a beautiful brand. They just love and see the fragrances and they're like, oh my God, like I want that because it looks cool. And then it happens to be transparent and clean and good for you as well and so I knew that coming in that we would have to do kind of a rebranding on the marketing side for that and my partner was he was totally down for that that's actually what he had in mind too and so we were on the same page and I for, for me because I'm a mother of two young girls they're gen alpha I just learned that oh my gosh, gen yeah. alpha um I knew that the this brand that I'm building is for the next generation. It's mm -hmm. not for me. I mean, maybe some people of my age, right? Like a lot of my friends and followers of my, um, you know, followers of my age, they love Fleur as yeah. well. But for me, it's really important to build a lasting brand for the next generation that they could really see themselves in. And that really stood for what they believed in as well. I love that. And the bottles yeah. alone are just so different from the original iteration. Yeah. How long did it take to get to this beautiful place that we're at now? 
Um, I mean, we we got it up and running pretty fast, but I would say at least at least a year of just like going back and forth on the design and the manufacturers and all of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been over a year in the making, but actually like physically like going back and forth on the design at least a year. Yeah. And how did you decide which of the original fragrances to keep? Or was it kind of just based on your personal? It was because they had a very, because one of the most common questions I get as a founder is like, why don't you just start fresh? Like, why don't you start your own line versus acquiring a brand? And I think we really respected what Fleur has built and what they stood for. So with that said, they built a really beautiful community of people that love their fragrance. And so we knew what those fragrances, those hit fragrances within Fleur were. So we want to still pay homage and respect to the original founders um, that started Fleur to keep some of the classics in. So we call those our classics. Yeah. So our next segment is called Beyond Scent. It's a scent and style Q&A. And these are real questions from our followers that they were excited to ask you. Are you ready to Amazing. Start? Ready. So the first question is, what do you think will be the big fragrance note in 2024? Mm. Skin musks. Okay. It's already been a big hit as of the last few years. But I think moving forward, people are just looking more and more into skin muster, looking to really have their own personality shine first. And that's what we were talking about earlier with yeah. missing person. One of the reasons why it, it has been so phenomenal is because it's them. It's them wearing it and it's not the perfume wearing them. And so I think a lot of different iteration mixtures, ingredients within skin musk. I love yeah. that. Yes. It's like it's you, but very personal. A better so version of yes. you. So the next question, what's your least favorite note in fragrance? The person who asked this says, every perfume that they've ever hated passionately has patchouli in it. Oh, God. <laughs> patchouli, I don't mind. Um, I would say a white floral. Okay. I struggle with white florals. But with that said, Frank Vogel created Floria for us. Mm which has white floral yeah. in it. And I think a lot of people can relate to me with the white florals is that it just has this kind of, I don't know, just people will just think of maybe more mature. Yeah. Um, but he has a way of creating where I was like, okay, maybe I do like white floral. So I would say white floral and also rose. Okay. Yeah. People have a very singular idea yeah. of rose, but when it's done right. When it's, it's done beautiful. right, it's beautiful. But I think a lot of people think of maybe their moms yeah. or their grandmas when it comes down to that. So I I feel them. I get it. But For we're sure. trying to 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 create something, a newer version of that. We're going to give her new life. Yeah. So what are three fragrances that you would leave behind in 2023? <laughs> this is really bad for me to say, but I think all of my Victoria's Secret body spell days. Yeah. I like it just brings me back all the tragic like teen memories for me as much as like I, I smelled it the other day because we actually were filming a throwback to the 90s yeah. um, of like scents that I used to wear. And I think Victoria's Secret Love Spell, like as fun as that smells, it just brings me back to a lot of trauma. <laughs> yeah, there's too much high school trauma that yeah. I associate with it too and personally. And also my other go-to fragrance back then was Clinique Happy. Yes. I was the most miserable during that time. <laughs> and I think that's why I was spraying Clinique Happy. Right. So 
Yeah, we're, I just smelled them yesterday because we filmed the videos. I'm like, okay, these are not like, not it for me. Yeah, I can't wait to see that video. Just the associations that you have with oh, these God. certain it's scents. Like, and then Bath and Body Works. I love Bath and Body Works because I have so many memories. But of course. Then, again, anything that was tied to teen years, I'm just like, I do not want to have anything to do with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. About, how about you? For me, I think, I mean, one scent that I do not like is... I think it's the fresh cannabis Santal one because I had an ex that wore it and I can't associate with that. He's blocked on everything. We're blocking (laughs) that fragrance. It's a beautiful fragrance, but too many negative associations. I think that's what it is because fragrance is so tied and associated with people and memories and things. Mm -hmm. It's not that you necessarily don't like the notes in there or how it smells. It's just like who it's associated with or a time in your life. And so, yeah. You smell it and you're like, I remember exactly what I was doing on October 3rd and I was (laughs) mad about it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I guess the next question, what fragrance would you wear on a regular day versus like New York Fashion Week? Regular day, I would say it's Father Figure, Missing Person, or any of the Body Mist. Okay. I would say let's say during fashion week, something a little bit more potent because I am running around all day. I probably won't have time to, you know, reapply. Mm -hmm. So something that will give it more oomph. And because I am really tired during fashion week because you literally get no sleep, um, as glamorous as that week is, you're just always on the go, go, go. Something that will like uplift my mood. So probably mood ring, I'll have to say. Yeah. So outside of Fleur, what are some of your favorite fragrances? I mean... Le Labo Santal, like that's with uh, Frank and I keep referring back to him because that was like my one obsession of like getting him on board with Fleur. I, I just I just remember buying my first home and my first ever exposure to that scent was through a candle. Um, and it just reminded me of like a big milestone in my life. And, and then... I actually never got the scent, but I know the scent because I I had that massive candle. Yeah. Have you seen those? Mass- oh, they're huge. They're not the large one. It's the extra large ones. Like the size of this table. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had that burning in my home all day long Amazing. when we were working. I was working from home. And so I think that is probably one of my fondest memories of like a, a recent scent before Fleur. I think Jerome Epinet with Byredo. That's I also where I discovered Jerome and just fell in love with a lot of his scents. Um, yeah, I, and that's how I was like to my business. I was like, if I'm coming on board, we're going to get Jerome and Frank involved. So yes, she manifested it. Yeah. <laughs> so the next question is, how did you find your sense of style? The person asking it is 24 and she feels like she has no idea what her sense of style is. I feel like I know what I don't like, they say, but I have no idea how to find what I do like. So I think She's in a discovery phase. You're in a discovery phase. I'm just going to talk to her as if like she's listening. Mm-hmm. So you are in a discovery phase, which is really exciting. This is the time to really try things of anything, really. And you just have to be really intuitive with how you feel. So if you wear a particular outfit, let's say something that's really trendy, and you feel really good about it, maybe you're you're a little bit more of a risk taker. You like trends and colors and prints. But let's say that you try it on a very classic look and you just felt so good all day long and you felt very powerful and sexy. It's telling you something. So mm-hmm. I think uh, style really comes down to how it makes you feel. And that's why I think it's very much 
correlated and related to fragrance because that's the same thing with fragrance, right? So if you're really trying to figure out what type of style is, really try out different things, take those risks, and then just monitor how you're feeling at the end of the day. If, sure. you, if in the midday you're like, I want to take this this outfit off, I feel so crazy in it, that's not for you, yeah. right? That like look, that style is not for you. For me personally, I went through this and I think it was probably in, within the last two years where I really, really honed down my sense of style. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm in fashion, I think I was feeling the pressure to try everything. And so if you look at some of my Fashion Week photos from years ago, I'm just like, wow, I, I was all over the place. Uh, and that's fine too. Maybe you're a chameleon and you like to do different things and that makes you excited and feel good and that's your thing. But for me, I, I was, I'd never felt good in my skin. I never felt good in my outfits. I, I, I almost felt like I was using it as a way to mask my low self-confidence. Yeah. But I think when you really feel good in your outfit, you naturally build up that confidence. Like you, all of a sudden you walk a little differently. Mm-hmm. You talk a little differently. You have better thoughts throughout the day. So the reason why, as I joked earlier, I typically wear more or less the same thing every day, which is a blazer and, and a pair of trousers, is because this is my look. Like I feel so good in it. I always feel so confident wherever I go. I know I'm going to get a lot of compliments. Um, just a clean masculine suit with maybe like a cuter like sexier top that's my jam that's my vibe love that yeah yeah so what would you say to someone in their 40s who is scared it might be too late to really show up as who they are this person says i'm often holding back because of what i choose to wear what fragrance i put on because i don't want to make too much of a statement and be judged by other people yeah well i think i relate to you because I am 38. I'm turning 39 this year. So I'm basically right there, right around the corner of being 40. And I think this really came to me. This really, this whole self-discovery of confidence and not upsetting other people um, was something that I developed during my divorce. So not too long ago, about three years ago. You know, one of the biggest things for me was that I was a people pleaser and I wanted to make sure I made everyone happy around me. I think because I come from the creative world and I, um, I'm i a talent at the end of the day. I'm a creative, but I'm also a talent. I want to make sure everyone around me felt happy and good. And that was exhausting. And then so I remember when I was going through my divorce, I was so scared. I was like, what are people going to think of me? What is my family going to think of me? What is my my followers going to think of me? I led them through this entire journey with me of my life of painting this picture of happily ever after with my kids, with my husband. And I feel like I failed. And so maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't rock the boat. Maybe I should just stay quiet. And that's when I was like, no, I can't. There's absolutely yeah. no, I, there's no choice. Like it's rather I choose me. And I choose my happiness over their judgment, or I I just want to. Make, there's no one or the other. You cannot do both. You have to pick one or the other. And I think there comes a time in a person's life where you have to choose yourself. And I feel like whoever's asking this question, maybe they're kind of in that fork in the road. And it's a matter of if you're ready to choose yourself, because you are going to upset people. Yeah. You are going to not. People are going to judge you, right? Yeah. Um, and I think. 40 is a beautiful age. I think for me, I can't wait to turn 40. I think I know it's just a number. Age is just a number. Nothing really changes overnight from 39 to 40. 
But I think there's a certain liberation um, where you're like, okay, I've been doing what I've been doing, people pleasing for the last 39 years of my life, 38 years of my life. I don't need to do that anymore. Entering into a new chapter. So first, find like a scent that just makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Start there, right? And then you could kind of figure out you know, what are the other things that the beautiful thing about when once you figure out what your scent is, that will open up the doors to other things like, okay, what kind of look makes me feel good? What kind of hair? What And then it just like bleeds into the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pay attention to how you feel, which is kind of what you were saying earlier. And honestly, people are going to be mad no matter what you do. So you might as well just do what you want. And honestly, they don't care about you that much. Yeah. They, They might gossip about you and judge you for maybe five minutes of their life. Mm -hmm. And then they have their own stuff to worry about. Yeah. And And they're welcome for the content. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So our next segment is scent connection. So basically I am going to give you different emotions and I would love for you to tell me the first thought that comes to your mind, what kind of a scent you go for when you want to feel this way? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Awesome. So when you want to feel energized, what do you go for? Mood ring. Mood ring. Mm-hmm. When you want to feel calm. Missing person. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. that. Joyful. Mood ring. Yes. Focused. Somebody would. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Empowered. Father figure. Yes. Adventurous. Lost cause. Okay. Romantic. Not your baby, strawberry letter, apricot privé. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. And when you want to feel sexy. Not your baby. Yes. I mean, not your baby. <laughs> and, and Amber Hayes, body mist. Oh, yeah. I could see those layering beautifully together. Oh, yeah. Those are actually very, very well layered together. Oh I can't wait to try my new yeah. signature scent. It was recommended by you. <laughs> so just to wrap things up, you've spoken so fondly about your two beautiful daughters, and I can feel the love that you have for them. What kind of people are you raising them to be? And do you have a vision for the world you want to leave behind for them? It's a loaded question. Those are two very deep questions. (laughs) But I'll start with the first. So as far as what I want to leave behind for my daughters. So because I am a co-parent and the girls are with me only 50% of the time because I have 50-50 with um, their dad. The goal for me has always been to teach them how to be in touch with their emotions because at the end of the day I'm not with them half the time Mm -hmm. and I really need them to become comfortable and in touch with what's going on inside so they could vocalize that to me when they are with me because if not I can't see that I'm not with them half the time and so every single night just like little baby steps we talk about we call it um rose and thorn so it's our what was your rose for the day, which is something that was really beautiful for them to experience that day? And what was their thorn? And thorn is just like a nicer way to be like, what was shitty for you today? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it doesn't sound, because for whatever reason, kids, at least my kids, my oldest kids, especially Chloe, she has a hard time seeing like saying like, oh, I had a bad day or I didn't like this. So a thorn, it just feels like something kind of cute, like a little prick. Mm-hmm. So what was your thorn today? And that is their opportunity to kind of share with me their emotions, their mood, what's going on inside. And I think I try to lead that with example. I always go first. I'm like, well, I was feeling this way today. 
I was feeling very happy because you girls came back to me today and we get to have a whole week together. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. My thorn today was that I was really frustrated at work and I, I felt like I could have done better on this presentation. And I, I tried to have these grown-up conversations instead of like baby talking to them mm -hmm. because I think when they see that you have bad days too and you have moments where you're not completely happy with certain things, it validates their feelings and their emotions. And I think that's exactly what I do with Fleur, yeah. with storytelling, is telling our audience, look, you're not going to have a perfect life. You're going to have shitty moments in your life. You're going to have times when it's really, really hard. But let me bottle this up for you so you feel seen and heard. So mm -hmm. I think Fleur Fragrances have become much more than beautiful scents. It's about representing where they are in their life. And that's what I try to do with my daughters too. I love that. Yeah. And also just seeing their mother be vulnerable in that yeah. way, that allows them to kind of be like, okay, well, it's okay for me to have these emotions. It's okay for me to be angry about yeah. this thing, but it's kind of just about expressing it in a way that feels constructive for you. Yeah. And speaking of vulnerability, I think just, I think the last question was, what would I want to leave? Yes. This kind of leads back into what we're talking about is vulnerability. I think the world is a mess right now and yeah. we all know it. And there's so much hatred and there's so much war and bullying and all this stuff. And and maybe it is the internet that's hype making us so aware of everything that's going on. But I think the world will be would be a more peaceful and beautiful place if we were all a little bit more vulnerable with each other. We weren't trying to lead our lives with an ego. And if we were able to slow down and take the time to really talk about how we are feeling and and also just hearing other people out, I think it just comes down to that is having the, um, I guess, heart, the heart to listen to other people's stories mm -hmm. and hear their side. Because I'm stubborn. I know that I'm stubborn. But one thing that I practiced as a mother, as a founder, as a business owner, as a creative director is to hear other people. And that was very hard for me in the beginning. But everyone thinks that they're right. That That's that's bottom line. Everyone thinks that their thoughts and their version of life or whatever they're thinking is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so if you know that about other people, it allows you to kind of put your ego aside and just hear other people out. And when you hear other people out, it widens your perspective and of the world and your thoughts. So I, I've just become a better listener. And I think that's what I want to leave behind is that people have become more vulnerable and are better listeners. I think that will heal a lot of what we're all going through. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, I don't know how to end it any better than <laughs> that. So thank you so much for your time today. This was such a wonderful conversation. Thank you for having me. I, I just enjoyed our conversation so much. I feel like we could have gone for another hour. I but... know. Like, what are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Scent World. For more unfiltered conversations with perfumers, visionaries, and fragrance lovers, follow Scent World wherever you get your podcasts. Scent World is a Scentbird original series produced by Flowship. Today's episode was executive produced by Maria Nurislamova. Produced by Mike Giordani. Edited by Ramiro Gava. Mixed by Alex Roses. Production support by Peely Melendez. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.